Obviously, there's also a golf tournament coming up as well in the Canadian Open. Last week on the show, you were very invested in a certain golfer that I also did take as an outright, but you made sure, you convinced me it was the right move to make, and this is what it sounded like, because it is time for congratulations here. What about Victor Hovland? He's 21 to win the whole thing, 20 to 1 to win the whole thing, but, I mean, he's played his best golf in some of the biggest events this year. He top five finish in... Uh, the master, or seventh of the Masters, second in the PGA Championship. He's played really well. Is there maybe not even for an outright winner here? But could you see a top five, top ten finish for him? I am invested in Victor because I have a future on him to win this U.S. Open. If you follow me, I've been betting him at all these events coming up just short. If he doesn't win this summer, I'm going to be broke. And at the <laughs> prices that they're making him, where he keeps playing well but not winning, like that's the worst case scenario. When you lose your number, but you don't get the win, there's nothing worse than that as a golf better. Like, we were catching a 40 on Victor at the Masters. We're going to go to the U.S. Open probably in the teens next week just to sort of make that, you know, correlation to, to where it's gone. And we haven't won anything. But I, I'm invested. I, I'm in too deep now. I'm too pot committed. So, yeah, I'm all in on, on Victor. It's just a matter of, like, if, uh, when, not if, clearly. Well, Jeff, you feeling a little bit better, a little more relieved this week? Yeah, I feel relieved. I will say maybe I don't really deserve the credit because I bet him a lot, and it was just like now I'm on this ride, and we will, like, ride it to the <laughs> ground. But now it feels like we got that one, and the memorial is this proven to be like Bryson before his major won the memorial, Ron before his major won the memorial. We've seen it with Hideki. It's almost why Cantley is like, when's this guy going to win the major? He's won two times at the memorial. It seems to be this gateway win for majors, um, for great young players. And Vic, you're up now, and I have futures at the U.S. Open, at the Open Championship, and I hope we cash them. So now, Jeff, everybody's listening, and they're like, oh, damn, this guy can hit 20 to ones. He can just pick out from the field who's going to win the tournament. So who's going to win the RBC coming up? I'm trying to make some money. Um, so of the guys that are pretty short-priced, I, I like the under 20 to ones, it is um, Sam Burns and probably Ty Hatton who, who would have my eye, but I have not pulled that trigger yet. Uh, I am in some ways with Victor. I, maybe I won't even deserve the credit if this happens. I'm beholden to Tommy Fleetwood. It's one of my favorite golfers on planet Earth. I, I, uh, the event is at my home course. I was out there yesterday. I was out there today. I'm having an absolute ball out there, guys. Uh, got a little time with Tommy, and for him to be able to pull this thing off at this course would be a dream. He's never won a PGA event. Never won in America. But he's won all over Europe. He's won in the Middle East. He's won in South Africa. Why not Canada? Uh, Tommy Fleetwood, I think, could be a great pick. And going a little farther down, I like other sort of pesky Euros. Adrian Moronk, the, uh, the, the young Polish player who's probably on track to make the European Ryder Cup team, is a guy who's caught my eye in another pesky, uh, Rasm pesky European, Rasmus Hoygaard, uh, I think could plot his way around this course quite nicely. Yeah, Fleetwood twenty to one to win. So if we had back to back twenty to one winners, that would be uh that'd be a nice little run to go on. So yeah, tell us more about this course because it's the first big event that they've had, and you obviously know it very, very well given the fact that you've been a member of it. Yes, yeah, so I'm lucky enough to have been a member of it my whole life. I know it quite well. I know every part of this property, uh, especially that golf course. It's a classic parkland golf course. Very similar to Royal St. Uh, not Royal St. George's. That's in 
where they play open championships. Fake St. George's here in Toronto, where they also designed by Stanley Thompson, where they played last year's Canadian Open uh, classic parkland tree line course. You shoot a lot of tee shots down into the valley. You come up to some blind pins. I'll be honest, guys. I never thought, A, that this property would hold an event like our National Open here in Canada. Um, and we all sort of thought that they will take this place apart, that we'll get into the 20s. It's an easier course than St. George's. I don't think anyone would debate that. But I was out there today. Corey Connors' caddy told me he thinks it'll be between 13 under and 15 under. And another group of caddies told another friend of mine that he thinks 15 under. And they're honestly the best voice to go to on a course that has not been played before. And we don't have past winning scores. And I'm shocked to hear it. The rough is insane. That might be the defense. Uh, but yeah, the caddies seem to think it's playing harder than I ever could have imagined. I still think they clear 18 under though, friends. Jeff, speaking of your shock to hear it when you woke up this morning, I don't know what time your alarm went off, but when you saw that all these major uh, tournament or all these major the, the LIV tour and the PGA tour that they were all going to merge together, what were your first thoughts? Uh, wow, I mean, I like us was on property today all day. Got some fun content on my Twitter feed. Go check that out, but. Guys were talking about it on the putting green, like pretty vocally. They were making jokes, but they're dead serious. Uh, like Brendan Todd and Pat Kazire being like, Hudson Swafford, their buddy, got 10. Like, I could have gotten seven. Um, then they had that meeting at the end of the day. I don't know. It did really change the vibe of the whole event. Matthew Fitzpatrick was supposed to speak to the media at one o'clock today. He did not. You can't really blame him because what's he now going to be the face of this, the first guy to speak? That seems kind of crazy. I'm shocked. I'm, I assume that the players that turn down the huge money are wondering what the hell's their make good. Uh, and that goes from your elites in the hunt, like the, your Rory's and your Morikawa's to what about those guys in the middle tier who could have had some serious changing money? There's a lot of questions. I, wow. Yeah, that's weird. I will say this. I don't care that Colin Morikawa turned down $100 million. I'm happy to have Patrick Reed back. Like, I love that guy, and I love the characters that Liv took. So, I don't, I guess selfishly, I'm happy because I just want the best players playing together. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one thing, obviously, to have the best players at the majors, but it's another to have them at some of the smaller tournaments as opposed to getting pulled to their, their live uh, duties. What do you think this is even going to look like in the future? Like, not even just necessarily when the deal gets done and all that, but just from, like, what type of golf are we going to see? What are some of these events going to look like? That's a, a fantastic question. Am I expecting, like, the the live team or any of that team format to come to the PGA? I, I am really not. Um, I, I don't know. Are they just allowed back in? Can they just pick and choose the events they want to play? Like, do these live guys never have to play lower-tier events and they can just show up at elevated events? That seems more unfair. Because all those guys, Rom and Rory, like, there's all an obligation to a certain amount of these events, Canadian Open. Rory's here this week. He's won it twice. Rom goes to Mexico. Like all these guys, you know, sort of find a couple spots that are outside of the elevated calendar. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. It's going to be incredibly fascinating. And last year, it's kind of started. This week, the Canadian Open last year was the first live event in England, and and it's all starting again the week of the Canadian Open, ironically. So, 
Roy has to talk eventually as the guy that was the most vocal, at least the loudest vocal voice. What do you expect to hear when, when he finally does talk? Because this just came as such a surprise. You mentioned, I mean, that dude literally could be out a half a billion dollars because he was loyal to his organization. Like, what do you think these guys are going to finally say? Him, Phil, both sides. Phil's going to show up to his U.S. media veil like a peacock. Like D'Lo Brown, if you guys <laughs> liked old wrestling. Like he will literally strut that walk to that podium at the U.S. Open next week, I have no doubt. Rory, he's got a 7 a.m. Pro-Am tea time tomorrow in Toronto, and then he is scheduled, scheduled in quotations, to speak to the media after. Um, I'll be interested to see if he even does and what he would say, but all those guys, they put their neck out for the tour and it feels like it had their legs cut out from under them. Um, some offshores had Jay Monahan to resign by the end of the year at eight to one. They opened it by like the time I checked at the end of the day, it was like plus one seventy five. Wow. Hockey fans like hate Gary Bettman. Owners love him for whatever reason. He makes them a lot of money. In golf, it is the players who own the tour. Rory owns the tour. Spieth owns the tour. Rom owns the tour. They're the owners of this thing, and they were loyal to it, and now it seems like that it stabbed them in the back in, in some way. What the make good could be, could no question. A guy like Hideki Matsuyama, Liv probably offered him as much or more than some of these huge American stars just to get into the Japan market. And some of these guys, their heads must be spinning tonight. I think everybody is, Jeff. Talking to Jeff Feinberg, BetMGM tonight. You know, you're talking about offshores. There are a couple of uh, offerings about when this whole thing will come together. Will the first tournament take place before January 13th, 2024? Yes is plus 150. No is minus 200. I mean, do you think this is something where we'll see an announcement of whatever some of their ideas are kind of early just to get everything feeling good and happy and everybody's working together? Because the way you describe some of this, I just think of carryover with some players, whether it's on the course or the relationships or whatever the case is, where they're pissed off about this and it becomes a little bit of a problem. And guys put their neck out and it fractured friendships. Like we even sort of saw that play out in real time. So it's business, friendships, like a lot of things got really, really, really muddy in all of this. Um, there are so many great questions that still don't seem to have answers. I don't know that the schedule... I don't know that they'll play an event this year, though. That seems to be still pretty up in up in the air. But, yeah, they've all had their knees sort of cut out from under them, and it'll be I got, incredibly fascinating for Rory to talk tomorrow. Jeff, as a whole, did Live Golf fail or succeed? That's a fantastic question. Um, <laughs> I think it succeeded in the interest of this Saudi operation who now have a seat at the table of the PGA and that's what they want, right? Like they want their way into major sports, car racing, soccer. Like I think this is a win for them. They bought their seat at the table. And in some ways that might've always been their plan in the whole sport washing debate. I don't really like to get in that, you know, the, and all that because if I in the corporate hypocrisy then I wouldn't have shoes and I wouldn't be able to eat chicken sandwiches and that would just create this whole like weird thing so I just <laughs> try to stay in my lane 
it gets exhausting after a while, and then Twitter makes it yeah. all that much worse. So there you go. But yeah, I think you, you Jeff, like the rest of us, we all were shocked uh, to see it. But I'm fascinated now to just get an idea of what this whole thing looks like. So really appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming on with us. All the best anytime.